0: What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's even helped decrease anxiety. Whatever it is, you name it, they've helped with it. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's hop into the show. Well, Zach, the Broncos were back on the field yesterday for the very first practice of voluntary veteran minicamp. It was absolutely positively scintillating.
1: It was. And Ryan, all eyes were on the prize. And of course, right now at this point of the offseason, that prize is wearing number five. He's tall. And we confirmed yesterday that he can throw a football. And I'll be honest, I don't
0: I don't want to be like overreacts to OTA's guy or Mini Camper. Don't whatever. tell me
1: you're going there.
0: But the guy can <laughs> throw the hell out of a football. Gosh. The best the best catch player I've seen here on, this, on these <laughs> premises in years? Ever. Mm. I mean, personally for me watching practices because the first practice I covered that was open because obviously they're not open during the season I started at the end of Peyton Manning's career for like the last month before the Super Bowl Um, but I never got to see an open practice so ever since then it was Mark Sanchez Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch Brock Osweiler Case Keenum Chad Kelly is pretty good catch player but uh that thing has a – he has what I referred to a lot during the Senior Bowl when referring to Drew Locke, which is easy cheese. It just, it just kind of launches out of his hand. And I, I'm not trying to overreact. I'm just saying it looks real good when he throws it.
1: He has zip, yeah, and, and it, it, right when it comes out of his hand, you know it's powerful. And yesterday Joe said, yeah, we didn't really get to air it out. They, they had us doing at most 40 yards, and I'm thinking – that was Case Keenum's range last year, and you're talking about how that's nothing. So, uh, yep, the, the balls looked good. It's uh, like he's shooting from half court, and he's like, yeah, I, just, I didn't really get to display my range. <laughs> exactly. That, that's exactly how it feels around here. And, boy, we'll talk to Rich Scangarello later today. Th- this – no, I'm not saying Joe Flacco is his perfect quarterback – but this, if he were to build a quarterback, it would look something like Joe Flacco. It would look something like uh, Drew Locke, potentially. There, there's a lot of different players that fit this mold, but gosh, Joe Flacco fits Rich Gangarello's offense and what they want to do pretty perfectly. It's got to be exciting for Rich, but it's got to be even more exciting for Joe
0: to go from a place where you are an afterthought to a place where you are considered the perfect fit for the offense. And there's a lot of variables that will go into whether or not he's successful or not, but... I think just the fact that he's being empowered by the Broncos will help him Um, he has this thing about him that I really like and it's another thing that I haven't seen from any of the quarterbacks around here and a lot of times we get caught up just looking for something different right and when the previous thing was bad different is interpreted as automatically good so I want to leave that disclaimer out there because it's the same thing with Vic Fangio and, and Vance Joseph. They're very different. So instantly we just think, well, that's good. It's not 100% good, but it's, it's refreshing, at least for us. Um, but Joe Flacco has this – he has a little fire in him. You know, uh, Case Keenum had the underdog thing going for him. So did Trevor Simeon. Joe Flacco's not really an underdog. And he has this competitive burn that I sense where it's not like me against the world – and I, it, that's refreshing to me. It, it's, a, it's a confidence. And I, I tweeted this yesterday as Bill McCartney, the great Bill McCartney, would say he has a fire in his belly. And I can feel that. I feel this, like,
1: fiery confidence, competitiveness just oozing out of him. So will he be empowered, Ryan? Will he be the guy? Because right now, He is the guy. They sent him out uh, on the podium as the guy, the quarterback, the first guy we talked to, which just shows how they're viewing him right now. So, of course, one of the questions he was asked yesterday was, what do you think about the Broncos drafting a quarterback at 10? They brought a lot of guys in. They've talked to a a lot of people, and there's a lot of buzz. Let me read you his full answer. He said, I want to get this team to be the best it is with me at the quarterback position. Obviously, that is not of most importance to draft a quarterback. But if we do, that's completely out of my control. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to compete, and he's going to have to come out here and be on the field with me every day too. I'm all ready for that. And then he continued and said, The only thing I care about is, like I said, I want this team to be as good as they can be with me at quarterback. If we feel like as a team and as an organization that we can add value to our team at the 10th pick, then I'm all for getting a guy that can add value to the team with me as as the understood quarterback. At the end of the day, it is what it is. And Brian, boy, to me, it's talking about that, that that fire in his belly that's burning. Hey, he's saying, John, if you go get a quarterback, you know what? I know how to handle this from last year. I've kind of Uh, had a year to soak in what to do and the best way to approach this. And I'm just going to go beat the snot out of this guy on the field. So if you want to do that, I'm only going to be better.
0: Man, uh, there's a lot of like subtext there that pops out at me because he says, I'm okay with it with me as the understood quarterback. What does that mean?
1: Because what if he's not the understood quarterback? Mm, It means that on draft night, when the Broncos, let's say they draft Dwayne Haskins, John Elway comes out and says, "We're really excited for Dwayne Haskins, but Joe Flacco is our quarterback in 2019." That's what that's what he wants, and of course he would want that.
0: What if he doesn't get it? Is he going to throw a fit? And it can go one leave? of two ways.
1: Can't can't the fire in his belly just get even bigger, and his competitive edge just gets even more? Or he can say. No, I'm done with this. I had to do this last year, and there was speculation. Yeah, there was speculation all year with Lamar Jackson. I'm not doing this again. And he could say, "Let me go," and uh, you know what? The contract would allow that, or he could say, "Trade me," or he could say, "I'm not putting up with this." It's it just it's just interesting to me that he said that because he put
0: he kind of put everyone in a corner, and if you're John Elway, you actually now would just say. Even if you didn't believe it, 100%, we're really excited about Dwayne, but we're not going to uh, – or, or we're really excited about Dwayne. Here's what he would say. We're really excited about Dwayne, but Joe Flacco is our quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. And that – I'll just say this. I think there's, there would be a, a little bit of a riff there if you drafted a quarterback. That was a sense I got
1: yesterday. And does this seem...
0: It's not going to be like open arms,
1: you know, come under my wing and I'll show you the way. It's exactly the question I was going to ask. Does this seem like he wants to be a mentor to some Hell guy? Hell no. Yeah. It's like Peyton Manning. I mean, when they drafted Brock Osweiler in the second round, Peyton wasn't like mean or rude to him, but Peyton wasn't wasting his time studying film and preparing himself in order to get Brock Osweiler ready.
0: Right, like Joe Flacco already just had... If, if you draft a guy, this is a competition, and I'm going to beat him. I'm not backing down. So just keep that – I think that's
1: important to keep in mind. Do you Reading further into that comment, do you think that maybe him and John have had a conversation, and John said, you know, I don't know which way we're going. We're just doing, we're doing our due diligence on every player that could be there at 10. Um, but just so you know, no matter which way we go, you're the guy.
0: Probably, I, I assume. I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't doubt that that's happened, but I just think if you're the Broncos, you have to keep the, you have to hold that in consideration. This is not like a, oh, learn for a year under Joe Flacco. You know, we've we've said that phrase a lot. That's not the way this is going to be. This is going to be compete with Joe Flacco, and try to hang on. You know, and and maybe you can learn from afar. But this is not Joe Flacco putting Dwayne Haskins under his wing and saying, hey, here's the, you know, here's the way and, and saying to the media, hey, you know, I just want to share all my knowledge with him and may the best man win. But in the end, it's all about the team winning. It's not what he said yesterday. He didn't say, hey, as long as the Broncos
1: win, I'm happy. It was a message. He was sending a message to, to John and everyone that, look, you can do this, but it's, it's going to be different than maybe what you expect it to be. I think that's a deterrent towards drafting a quarterback. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, because when you traded for Joe Flacco, you uh, you knew he probably wasn't going to be happy with this. In fact, if you're going to trade for or pick up any quarterback this year, Joe Flacco is probably the one that you knew was going to be the most upset or the most ready to handle the situation in whichever way. So I, I'm not surprised that, that he uh, treats it like this and that he has a very good answer coming in. Uh, if you were going to draft a quarterback, that Joe Flacco's attitude shouldn't deter you. And in fact, I'm okay with him not taking a quarterback under his wing. And I'm okay with him just being ultra-competitive with that quarterback. Now, as long as it's not you know terrible in the meeting rooms where they're not talking at all. But out on the field, that's what I want. I don't want you know, Case Keenum taking a guy under his wing and, you know, not really trying on the field and more so, like, focusing on what the other guy's doing to help him. I don't want that. I want Joe Flacco and Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, to go out and and compete their tails off. And then uh, Joe Flacco's a guy this year, and if Joe Flacco falls, then the other guy's ready because he's been competing. It'd be interesting
0: to know how Alex Smith approached the situation because if I was to guess, I think Alex Smith would have taken – Patrick Mahomes under his wing. And, in fact, I've heard Patrick Mahomes talk at length about how helpful Alex Smith was to him. I think you need that if you're going to draft a rookie quarterback and have him sit. Otherwise, I think you're just wasting
1: time. So I have a question. How much, if the Broncos cut Joe Flacco, let's say in July, how much would he go and get on the open market? In July. A lot less. In a weird time. A lot less. So... If let's just say after the first month, Joe is is and I wouldn't expect this, but let's just say he's he's taking this terribly and not how you want him to take it. Couldn't you say, look, Joe, we're gonna pay eighteen and a half million this year. You're going to be our starting quarterback uh, for week one, but you need to change this attitude or else. No no guaranteed dollars on that contract. You better you better flip it around and then uh, what he could he could go get six million on the open market, $10 ten million, twelve million. Not $18.5 So is he really going to – wouldn't you think that – I mean, I would certainly shape my attitude around for $6.5 million. Um,
0: I think he'd ra- – if, if he gets cut in July and there's a team that needs a starter, I think he'd rather be the starting quarterback than make $18 million. You just don't know that that's going to be the case. You don't, but maybe his agent does. His agent says, hey, man. Kirk Cousins went down in, in uh, Minnesota, and they want you to come be there. Gary Kubiak wants to run his offense with you. Then, So you can stay here in Denver and, and have him looking over your shoulder, or you can go be the starter for sure. Now, you don't know how long, but I can promise you you'll be the starter this year.
1: And see, I think if it gets to that point where you're having to talk to Joe about his attitude and you know threatening to cut him, then you're just going to cut him. And you're just going to go on with Drew Locke. And you know what? Do the Broncos care? Mm, It it wasn't the ideal plan because having Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins start instead of Joe Flacco this year does hurt your your record this year. But Joe wasn't part of the plan. So it doesn't really matter in, in, in the end scheme of things. All right. I want to talk about two
0: things that contrast each other as it relates to head coach Vic Fangio. And let me just start by saying, every time I talk to Vic, I get a better feeling about him. um I think he's I think he's got the thing that you need to be a good head coach. Uh, I've covered one, two, three, four, five head football coaches, one of them, extremely successful, a Super Bowl winning head coach, one of them struggled a lot had one really good season one of them was terrible another one of them was terrible and oh I guess four football head coaches and a basketball head coach three of them two of them were successful he reminds me more of the guys that were successful than the guys that were unsuccessful now does that mean anything maybe maybe not but I have a good feeling about Vic so because we're on a bright note I want to start on the on the bright side I was very impressed when Vic Fangio was asked, "Why are you guys wearing game jerseys out here at practice?" and I had no idea what he was going to say. I really didn't. His answer was the the practice jerseys are too loose, and so when guys are running by, defenders are grabbing hold of the jersey and they create bad habits like that because on Sunday, everyone makes their jersey as tight as possible, so you have nothing to grab onto and Guys, if you've never seen a player try and take their jersey off after the game, it is a hilarious spectacle Mm -hmm. because their jerseys are literally skin tight. And you've got Von Miller, this elite athlete, stuck inside of his jersey, trying to wiggle out of it. There's like three guys trying to pull it off. So those things are utterly skin tight. And Vic Fangio said, I want, us, I want us to practice like we play, and when you're playing in the game, there's no jersey to grab onto. I thought, wow, that is death by inches right there. That is thinking of everything.
1: It's not letting any small detail go by, and the question is, why is there a difference between practice jerseys and game jerseys? Why, why has that been going on in the past? That seems like such a simple thing to go in and change, and then that makes me think, what are all the other small things that are happening that Vic's doing that once you take a step back you say well of course that makes sense why would you be doing it any other way but I'm sure I'm sure not not just in this building and not just because of Vance Joseph I mean when they were with Gary Kubiak they were wearing practice jerseys it's not it's not a Vance Joseph thing I'm sure there's plenty of teams around the country that are that are wearing different jerseys and different pants and different things and that just gives me hope that Maybe whether it's not on the field, but in practice or or in the meetings and everything, just these small little tweaks add up. And whether that's one win or three wins or you feel better once the playoffs comes, I just love seeing that every single thing is being looked at and reevaluated. The only reason I could think is why you
0: wouldn't wear game-tight jerseys every day is just how hard it is to get them on and off. Tough luck. Um, but but they're not wearing shoulder. They weren't wearing shoulder pads yesterday, so they weren't as nearly as hard to get off. Um, I'll be interested. To, I mean, shouldn't they just order a new type of practice jersey that fits skin tight?
1: I mean, it's it's so silly that I love it. I I, I love it too. But it's just it's so silly that that you would wear something different. Why would you do that?
0: Right. Or are they going to practice in the blue jerseys all year? I mean they can do that too Yeah I, I'm just saying like Just for logistics sake Don't get the I mean those practice jerseys Are disgusting by the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the blue jerseys <laughs> Just go get
1: some <laughs> Ugly practice jerseys That you know Are skin tight I mean they're, they're definitely Wearing a different jersey Than they'll be wearing on Sunday So I mean Why would you just not I, I don't understand Why you wouldn't do it in the past and it, So it makes sense I'm a, I assume they will Okay Now We have to go
0: to the flip side Because, I hate to say it, but I saw an inch given yesterday. Now, I'll preface this by saying we don't know how it was dealt with. But we didn't see any reaction, so I I think it's fair to talk about it. As the guys were getting ready, and as the air horn blew to mark the start of practice, there was a very glaring omission from
1: the field. (sighs) Ryan, when we're doing roll call, who's the first person you look for after yesterday of of seeing Joe Flacco? Von Miller. Von Miller. Number 58 wasn't there at the start of practice. And that, after all the talk, Zach, after
0: any other time, I don't (laughs) think I would have cared at all. Right. But after all the talk that you can't be late to meeting. We're talking about meetings. Yeah. In my opinion, that's secondary to practice. Now some coaches would probably say the meetings are more important than practice. But after all the talk, Vaughn couldn't have just showed up on time for the first day.
1: And, and that's it. It's the first day. And that's, that's Vaughn. and that, that's his fun-loving personality. You know, when, when, once he got to practice, he kind of had a, a pep in his step. You knew he was ready to go, but he was still, you know, a few minutes behind. Everyone else was there, and when Vic was talking about Death by Inches and describing it in his introductory press conference, he pointed to timing. He pointed to everyone needs to be here on time uh, for meetings, for practice, for everything, and uh, that—that's something that Vaughn does: is shows up right after practices, starting a lot of times, especially in training camp, because then, I mean, it's his show. The whole crowd is waiting oh, for yeah. him. Oh yeah, he runs out there. And everyone's a little nervous because they've started stretching. They've started practice, and Vaughn's not there. And they're like, why did we come out here and spend our morning doing this? And then he runs out and gets the huge ovation. Is that going to be accepted because it's Vaughn Miller? It's number 58. It's the Super Bowl MVP. It's the best player on your team? Or are you going to go by your rules of death by inches? Here's what
0: I hope happens. Is that Vic Fangio goes to Vaughn Miller and says, look, man. You are the cool guy. You're the guy that everyone looks up to. And I'll be honest, Zach, as Vaughn was jogging his way out, a couple of his teammates were like laughing, you know, like, oh, there he is. Ha, ha, ha. Mm,
2: Right.
0: And it's like, that's not acceptable. And so if you're Vic, you kind of have to reason with Vaughn and just say, hey, man, I know that you don't – You won't need that extra 20 seconds of stretching. But Don Barclay does. (laughs) And Donnie B is looking at you coming out late and having a laugh about it. And he thinks it doesn't matter. And I need you on my side. And my side is getting here on time. And, in fact, I'd love it if you got here early. And if you're Vaughn – what could you There's no counterpoint. You can't say, "Yeah, coach,
1: but." And here's the thing, too. The Broncos need Von Miller to be a leader on this team. He was a captain last year. They need him to to step into that role again, especially with Chris out for, you know, who know, who knows, a week or a few more months. They need him to step into that leadership role. Now, does that mean that he needs to be Peyton Manning? No. He he can be Von Miller and lead in the way that he's comfortable with. But you got to follow the rules and you got to follow the basics because if uh, your highest paid player, uh, the guy that everyone on the defense looks up to, uh, the Super Bowl MVP is doing this, then it gives a precedent that that's okay. And like you said, Ryan, we don't know. Maybe Vic talked to him after practice, uh, brought him into his office, yelled at him, quietly talked to him, whatever it was. I hope that was the case. I hope that happened. But personally, I wouldn't have been bothered at all if Vic just tore into him once, once he stepped on the practice field. And we were talking about that, and I think you agree with me. And uh, another veteran reporter uh, said, oh, I don't, you don't do that with Vaughn. You don't do that to, to a veteran like that. And I thought in my head, heck yeah, you do. You want to send a message on the very first day of what death by inches is? If Don Barkley uh, walks in late and you tear him apart, everyone's kind of laughing. Von Miller walks in late, and you tear him apart in front of everyone. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, everyone sits up straighter. Everyone's 20 seconds earlier for practice today.
0: Yeah, everyone's clinching their cheeks. <laughs> I would, uh, again, you, do, you I guess you could say you risk the chance of losing Von. Like, you, you're going to come out here on your first day in my domain and embarrass me in front of my teammates? I don't think Von would have reacted that way. Maybe he would. But I just hope it was addressed, and I hope I don't see it again. Because it can't be death by inches for everyone but Vaughn. It just right. can't. As soon as you start giving guys preferential treatment, you have, have sold off a piece of your authority. Because, you know, look, uh, when I was in middle school we, on our football team, we had to keep a certain grade point average to play on, on the field. And it was a very well-known thing that our best player, <laughs> and it wasn't like a, a statewide or league-wide rule. Right. It was a coach's rule. Right. Well, our, coach, our best player fell under the threshold. You think he missed the game? Uh, nope. Hell no, he didn't <laughs> miss the game. And we won, of course, because he was a baller. <laughs> but after that, everyone started saying, well, it only applies to us because we're expendable, you know? But if it's him, it doesn't matter. And it just, it just changes the perception. And, and, and as a coach, I just don't think you can give up that perception. You have to give the perception. you got to take away Ray Lewis's second locker. So everyone knows we're
1: all on, we are all treated under the same authority here. And you have to show who's boss. And you know what? I don't care how much any player on the team is making. Vic Fangio, it, with his team, is... The boss and and you said kind of like the the Von Miller who who are you coming in and and reprimanding me in my domain on my first day and that's you know Vic saying no this isn't your place anymore this is my place and and it is e- exactly and that's okay that's okay so how, however it was handled I just hope it was handled he didn't need to to scream at him I just I just think that that would have been okay um i just hope it was handled because ryan like you said if it's death by inches for everyone but one person it's not death by inches and
0: here's my last point on this do you think there's any good reason that vaughn was late
1: no because i heard some chatter of uh before he came out like the media thought just vaughn wasn't here and we're like wow he's not here for voluntary veteran minicamp and I heard some people saying he was here earlier today, so it's not like he showed up at practice and you know his car was one minute late. No, he was in the building. That's, I'm glad you overheard that too because that's what I was about to just say.
0: It's not as if his alarm didn't go off, which isn't a good excuse, or he got caught in traffic, which probably isn't a good excuse if you're getting paid $20 million. Um, but the thing was he was in the locker room. What were you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and again, if you're the coach, you just have to say, dude, come on, man. I'm trying to set a precedent out here that we don't show up late to things. And everyone thinks you're the coolest
1: guy on the team. Yeah. You can't do that to me. Yeah. Because you are. You are the, you are the coolest he guy. He is the coolest guy on the team. And now th- this is a very small thing, but we didn't make the statement death by inches. And this was just an inch. This was an inch on the very first day. That can be covered up. I just hope that, that it, it doesn't continue because, like Vic said, the inches stack up. All right, Ryan, let's end this segment on some good news. Man, on the injury front, I honestly didn't think it was going to be this positive. Again, first day, there can be setbacks. Uh, but Emmanuel Sanders, Jake Butt, Ron Leary, Troy Fumagalli, and Philip Lindsay were all out on the practice field yesterday. They all participated in some sort of the stretches. Uh, Bryce Callahan was also out there, and he actually did some few individual drills. Uh, great news. I mean, everyone who we wanted to see was out there. Emmanuel Sanders was running after practice, I believe, for the first time. Uh, everyone looks like they truly are trending in the right direction. And sometimes we're told, oh, yeah, he's progressing well and we don't see him on the practice field for three months, and we're like, okay, come on. We're not stupid here. So very good news yesterday.
0: Yeah, and I even like the fact that Emmanuel and Phil were out there with the team because, again, this is voluntary, and they're not even able to practice. So it would have been, uh, I guess, understandable for them to – I mean, Emmanuel could have been in Houston or whatever and just said, oh, I'm doing my rehab here with whoever. Uh, but, no, they are both there, present – talking to their, you know, to, you know, encouraging people during drills, um, doing everything that a, te- a t- good teammate does. So uh, kudos to them. And uh, great news, you're right, on the injury front. All right, let's move on here. But before we do, I want to tell you about Weinster, who we're really excited to be partnering with. If you're like me and you're trying to figure out how to become a mature, refined adult, or you just really like wine, you got to check out our friends over at Weinster. Wineser is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes Winester special is that the majority of wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to the same to some of the uh, some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores today. With Winester, all you have to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple wines, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. Oh, and don't let me forget. I especially love Winester because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums. Go Buffs. Sign up today with the code BSN25 and get $20, $25 off your first shipment of wine Start being a real grown up or at least pretending to be just like me that's weinster w i n e s t y r that sounds so good i uh they sent me one i believe it was called the queen's white mm
1: and it was fantastic was it a red it was a white <laughs> <laughs> oh it was a white i i thought it'd be some weird thing where it's actually a red no, but it just ha uh, i was so
0: good and it had this beautiful label with like no writing on it just a picture of a queen Mm-hmm. That's huge. Thinking about it right now, I just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least <laughs> it's, at, good.
1: it's afternoon, so you're, you're fine. You can think about that. You're right. <laughs> right. I got a little headache, too, right now. I feel like oh. that would do, uh, do wonders for uh, me. Do wonders or do the opposite, but you might as well try. I say it would do wonders. <laughs> First question in, uh, coming in from Trade for Rosen. He says, best way I've ever ate plums is caramelized <laughs> God, using it. butter, kosher, salt, and brown sugar. Then put them on top of ice cream or cheesecake. Ryan, first off, that sounds delicious. Second off, anything you put on ice cream is good to me. I can't believe I started a plum conversation. (laughs) I was supposed to be a joke. He says, got plenty of room for you guys during the world tour. It's in the USA, but Texas is its own world for sure. Also, we haven't talked about Hawkinson, or we have talked about Hawkinson at 10, but what about Fant at 41? Pipe dream? Possible. He continues and says, And last but not least, when I feel down on Elway's drafting, I think about the Bucks who traded a third and a fourth round pick to move up and select a kicker who has been on four teams since 2016 is currently a free agent. Always cheers me right up. Thanks, guys. Uh, how? <laughs> That's brutal. I don't know how. Brutal. Lost so many games for NFL teams. Now, Ryan, what do you think about Fant?" Of 41. Not possible, in my opinion. I don't think so
0: either. He's one of those guys where if he makes it out of the first round, everyone will be talking about him going into the second, and he'll get picked in the
1: first five. If he makes it to 32, Tom Brady's got his new weapon.
0: And Andre's predicting in his latest mock, which you should read on bsndenver.com, that New England trades
1: up to ensure they get fans. Mm, wouldn't be surprised. They have, I think they have the most draft picks in this draft. Yep. All right, from
0: True Champ Fan24, guys, best way to eat top ramen. Bring water to a boil on the stove. Add two packets of noodles. Stir until they're done enough for you. Using the same water you used to boil them in, dump just enough water out so that the noodles are barely, and I mean barely, above the water line. <laughs> then add your flavor packets. Perfection. I've had two very big posts on Facebook about this exact thing. Uh, uh, uh. I have a friend who boils the noodles, drains the water. Fries, eggs, and veggies, adds the noodles, and a little chicken broth. She swears by this. Also, I have a friend who puts ketchup on ramen, so there's that.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Doing the Jonah Hill. <laughs> don't do that. Gif. RK. I have a very bad feeling Denver's going to draft Jones. I feel Haskins will be right there staring into our eyes like a scene out of a movie, all starry-eyed and glimmering, and Elway's going to draft Daniel freaking Jones. <laughs> I will cry. Also, favorite, favorite flavor
1: of ramen? I think pork is the best. I think they all taste the same to me. Maybe the chili one has a little kick, so so I like that. Do you have a p- preference? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's all just kind of the same salt. Yeah, flavor. salt and noodles. Now, true champ fan, I don't think you have to worry in this scenario about that happening. I think if, if they're going quarterback and Haskins is on the board along with Daniel Jones, it's Haskins. I think that, that should be easy. I wouldn't be worried about that. It's just I don't think... Any quarterback but Daniel Jones is going to be there at 10. And let's say the Broncos haven't traded up to grab a quarterback. It's a little nerve-wracking when, uh, when those five minutes are on the clock, Ryan. That, that's nerve-wracking. I don't think they would go that direction, but that's the only time when I'm scared. If three quarterbacks go in the top 10, there is going to be such
0: a good player ripe for the picking for them.
1: Daniel Jones. <laughs> <sighs> next one coming in from golf guy he says my guys first all in for the bsn golf tournament second sorry for the poorly worded question yesterday what i was trying to ask is which of these two paths would you prefer for denver in the first two rounds of the draft okay got it option one in the first round you get either devin bush or devin white and in the second round you grab the defense the best defensive lineman available okay that's option one or two You get Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke in the first round. And in the second round, you get the best cornerback available. Thanks, guys. You rock. Well, golf guy clearly listening. As I said, I would not be okay with a cornerback in the first two rounds if it didn't accompany a quarterback. So, Ryan, what do you like there? I mean, it's it's win now or it's plan for the future. I want the win now. I mean...
0: I get uh, only because the plan for the future one means we're we're losing Chris. Otherwise, if it was Dwayne Haskins and then best linebacker available in the second, I I'd probably lean that way. Um, but if you get if you get Devin White, someone asked me yesterday what would the Broncos have to do to get to get a grade A from you in this draft, and I said make the defense elite. And so if you get Devin White and then you get the a great defensive lineman in the second. I believe you've just made the uh, the defense elite, or at least gave yourself the best chance of this defense being elite. And that makes me come away from this draft saying, okay, you just, you
1: just gave yourself a chance. Golf guy, I'm okay with option two, and I like it. Uh, that would show a plan. It just deviates a little bit from what you've done. Uh, and I'm all about getting a, a quarterback this year. So personally, I think that's probably the best route for you to go. I don't like the cornerback. But I'm okay with it. I'd rather you keep Chris, and then it keeps you more of a win now. But gosh, just uh, moving on from Chris and going young, hurting the defense while you also don't improve the offense just is not a sexy way to go in the draft. But you get the quarterback, so I, I'm certainly okay with that. That's just not John Elway. John Elway, I can't see back-to-back win later moves. In the first two rounds. I can't. I can see the quarterback in the first, and then the second I can see I can see the best defensive lineman available. Alright, next one coming in from Mr. Freeze. He says, Buckle up. The ramen jail burrito does not traditionally have a tortilla. What you do is crunch all of the ramen up as small as you can and cook it. In jail, they can't cook it, so they let the noodles soak in water until they're soft. After the noodles are cooked, you put cheese in and let it melt and add the flavor packet and stir it all up. Then you crunch up the Doritos as small as you can get them and add them in. Put the whole mixture back in the Doritos bag, the single-serve bag, not the family size. Pack the mixture in and fold the top over. Then you sit on the bag to compact the mix together. When you're done... Remove the mix in one solid mass that looks like a burrito. I'm sure there are other ways to do this, but this is the one I learned. This video is the best representation I could find, but mine look way more appetizing than hers. Wow. That is something else. Uh, Sitting on it is kind of where you lost me. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. I mean, I guess I'll try it. I guess I'd try it. That is, that is interesting. Not, not the videos we saw or the photos we saw online. He goes on to say, plums are amazing. I've never had a bad one. Also, I could put the plum sauce from Panda Express on almost anything. The Broncos just need to sign Chris Harris and get it over with. Like I said before, if they let him go, Elway is on his last straw with me. I've definitely had bad plums. <laughs> That's my only take.
0: <laughs> uh, from Karch. When I was growing up, my friends and I always found ourselves playing sports in our neighbor's yards. And no joke, gosh dang it, they had three plum trees, two pear trees, and an apple tree back there. So every time we were back there playing, any of those fruit trees were ready. We were all over them. Let me tell you, nothing quite beats a fresh plum straight off the tree after playing some sports with your friends.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty delicious.
0: I'm with you, RK. They taste best when they have that slightly sour outside that gets sweet in the middle. Now that the plum talk is out of the way... DT just signed with the Patriots. Mm. I'm heartbroken. One of the all-time best Broncos receivers went to the dark side. DT just uh, – uh, sorry. My question regards what you guys would rather have in the draft. Let's say you can have Devin White or Ed Oliver, whichever you prefer, at 10. Or you can trade back and get two picks late in the first round and walk out with Tillery and Bradbury. What would you guys do here? Pecco may be gone, but much
1: love remains. <laughs> the love remains on this podcast, that's for sure. I'm going to get, get the best player. Don't don't trade back. Get if an elite player is there at ten, don't pass up on that.
0: What's the goal? What's the goal? Uh, to plug holes or to get an elite player?
1: When you're at ten, get an elite player. It's just like last year at five, uh, get an elite player. Now, could make the the argument for quarterback, but the Broncos didn't mess that up by getting an elite player. Next year, after you go eight and eight, nine and seven, and you're sitting at eighteen, that's that's when you plug the hole, Ryan. You get the elite player now.
0: I completely agree. Uh, if those two guys are on the board, it's just, you'd just be crazy passing them up. Because even if you get two very good players, when Ed Oliver has a 15-sack season or something, or Devin White wins Rookie of the Year, you're just going to feel like you missed out. The next one comes in from Micah Pexa, and he has an interesting point here that, I mean, maybe some people might agree with, maybe some people don't. Uh, but essentially, he just said that he thinks there's a little too much food talk <laughs> going on and. I mean, here's the way I look at it: is this is your guys's podcast as much as it is ours. So if the commenters comment that they want to talk about food, we'll, we'll, we're obviously fine talking about food, especially in the in the depths of the off season. Now we are moving out of the off season, so uh, I could go either way on it. But again, it, the this podcast belongs to the community, and so if we want to cut down the food talk a little bit, I'm totally cool with that we want to keep it the way it is i'm cool with that too i i, I think it just has to reflect what, what the commenters are doing
1: i'm okay with broncos talk so if you guys want more of that hit us with some questions
0: i think i think one of the reasons that a lot of people like it is because it just makes the podcast longer <laughs> well, uh, right. in the end we're still <laughs> probably talking about the broncos for an hour right oh yeah uh we might talk for two hours and it might be an hour of broncos and an hour of other <laughs> fun stuff or it's an hour and a half or it's an hour 10 or whatever it's usually we end up talking about the broncos for <laughs> yep an hour yep uh, anyways, he goes on and says, uh, Ryan, I started downloading, I downloaded and started reading, take your eye off the ball yesterday. And so far it's a fantastic read and resource. Thank you very much for sharing that as a huge fan who never played football. I've always wanted deeper knowledge of the game and that this book is providing
1: highly recommend for everyone listening to the pod. I love that Micah, because now no one can pull the, "oh, you didn't play thing on you, which just with anything is so infuriating.
0: Yeah. I mean, you spend enough time around anything. You can figure it out exactly so um from ojf a bit gutted dt has gone to new england usually root for x broncos but i don't think i can ever cheer for the pats unless they're against the chiefs got me thinking which three broncos would you be most upset to see leave and play elsewhere first of all let's talk about dt
1: yeah really quick on on dt uh, that just seemed like it was in the works for so long i mean ryan i don't know if we had the conversations on the air but we had i feel like multiple conversations when dt was still on the broncos we're saying, man, he's probably going to end up a Patriot some way, somehow, whether it's a trade, uh, whether it's in free agency, whether it's this year, next year, this was just bound to happen. Here's my thing.
0: If you ever booed DT or complained about him online and you know said that he sucked or anything like that, you're not allowed to be upset about this.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> uh, if you stuck by him all along, then I totally understand why you're bummed.
1: Man. If he is on the Patriots,
0: shouldn't you? Shouldn't the person who is like DT sucks, he drops everything, be happy that he's on the Patriots?
1: Should be. They're probably a little scared now because they realized that they were wrong. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, who? What three Broncos
0: would you most hate to see leave and play elsewhere? Chris. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, uh, seeing Chris play elsewhere would, would really suck. Uh, Vaughn, obviously.
1: Vaughn, Vaughn. Yes, of course. He's in that. But you got to think there's a great return if he's playing somewhere else. Say he wants to play for 10 more years, though. Are all of those going to be with the Broncos? Kind of like a DeMarcus Ware thing? Yeah. Mm. And then the Cowboys had to watch him not only play for a different team, but have so much success personally and as a team? That's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I, I don't know if the answer is yes or no. I'm just putting it out there. If he really wants to play for 10 more years there's usually those the, the players that play the longest don't end up
1: staying with one team the whole time right and the third joe flacco i mean after seeing the zip yesterday oh my I can't. God. <laughs> no i'm kidding philip Lindsay. ah
0: yeah that would be it yep <laughs> all right next one from h-town bronco slap your mama is the best seasoning hands down i put it on everything sad that dt went to the patriots but happy for him at the same time he deserves another shot Since the schedule comes out, what do you guys think the first game will be? I think we finally start on the road this year.
1: Yeah, there has been a rich history of the Broncos starting at home. But I could see it. I could see them going on the road. And, man, there's my girlfriend yesterday, who's not a big football person, out of the blue said, have you guys wrote any articles on predicting the schedule? And I said, oh, no, no, no. And she said, I can't believe that, like, that's a thing people do. And I said, I agree. I, I can't believe uh, uh, doing that. What a th- – uh,
0: I mean, uh, mock drafts are a crapshoot. Right. And even that, you have more of a chance of succeeding <laughs> than guessing the schedule. <laughs> you have no I- – we have no idea the variables that go into
1: all of this. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, guys, if you guys wanted that criteria in information provides, I'm sorry we haven't provided that. It's something that I would never think of doing.
0: No, I sometimes like doing like a reaction to the schedule. That's Absolutely, fun. But yeah. trying to guess the schedule. <laughs> trying to guess the schedule is is the, the ultimate crapshoot.
1: And we know the schedule's starting to leak. The first or the Patriots play Sunday night, not Thursday night against the Steelers. Are they scrapping the Thursday night opener? No, I think it's just not given to the Super Bowl champion this year for some reason. Okay. We also
0: there is a leak out there that the Broncos will play the Packers in week 3. Big win for, for me, as it'll probably still be warm in Green Bay.
1: Oh, you hope so.
0: You can only hope. In September? I have no idea what the weather's like <laughs> in that foreign country. Um, Yeah, no uh, schedule prediction, but let's do it. We can do
1: game one. What's your guess for game one? So Packers week three is on the road, if that comes out to be true. I'll say road, home, road. guess I'll say they start on the road. Uh, Against? against, Man, I got to pull up the list of who they're playing this year. I'm going to say they have, they're week
0: one against the Raiders um, on the – oh, probably not.
1: Uh,
0: it'll just be week one against at the Raiders.
1: Home or away? At the Raiders? Yep. I'll go Bills. Week one is that home or away? Away.
0: At the Bills week mm-hmm. one? Yep. You'd be okay with that too? Yep, I would. Although last time I was there was the hottest <laughs> game I've ever been to. <laughs> It was so hot, and I legitimately had to walk. The there's like well, it's like one of those classic stadiums that's just in the middle of a neighborhood. There's like a one, there's a two lane road to get in and out of it. I just got out of my Uber because I was running late. I ended up having to walk like a mile and a half, which was a terrible decision on my part. And then I had to walk all the way around the to the other side of the stadium. I was drenched. So what would you rather have? Blistering heat or freezing cold? Heat over cold every time. Yep. <laughs> Don't even care how hot it is. <laughs> I'll take 110 over 41. Yeah, I would too. All right. Uh let's take a break here and when we come back we'll get to the fin- final group of questions.
1: Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Uh-
2: a patient since i was three which is in 1974 you know my parents myself and now my children all go there it's just a great place to be very positive experience with
1: them definitely new patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam also all colored sport mouthguards start at just $25. The doctors
2: will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very f- friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there.
0: That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, and we are wrapping up your questions as they come in. Um, and the next one comes in, from minnesota paul who says no question for me today i just wanted to say that ryan's impression of russell and sierra made me bust out laughing i 100 percent agree i don't think
1: i could get behind
0: him being in denver after that video
1: i saw it i saw it ryan and i wish your impression was like the extreme but no it was it was bad it was and the question is how many takes do you do on that You know, because he does his, she probably chimes in and he's, oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Let's do it again. Oh, so cringeworthy. And if you're going to do that live, like first take, aren't you just jumping on Periscope or Facebook Live or Instagram Live or something like that and and just being real? Oh, it was just so cringeworthy. Here's the thing is, just don't. (laughs) Just don't. Just
0: don't. Just don't. Just don't. End of story. Yeah. For Mr. T, sup guys, on QBs, I believe in Flacco and I do not want the Broncos to draft a quarterback in the top three rounds of the draft. Though if Haskins is chosen at 10, I have no qualms about the pick. But on the mother of all smokescreens acquiring Flacco to then trade him, I can't help but shake the feeling that this is actually a possibility. I mean, does it make sense how little we've heard out of Dud Valley about him? We just got a Super Bowl winning QB who supposedly is in his prime and seemingly fits everything this offense about, but where is he? Rather than the face of the franchise, it's like he's empty
1: space of the franchise. Uh, well, to calm, to calm your nerves on that, they just haven't really had a time to showcase him. They could have put him on the podium in the past two weeks, but they really just wanted to get the players that have been here out there, so we haven't talked to any new players the past two weeks. And of course, yesterday with the start of the voluntary mini-camp, Joe Flacco was the first player they brought out.
0: Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what we would hear. They haven't. Yesterday was the first time they even threw a football. Exactly. So, just to keep that in mind. It says, also, since this is a family podcast, what
1: fun draft-themed drinking game rules would you create? <laughs>
2: um,
1: if I did anything other than water, I would be done. Well,
0: that's what I was just going to say. These, the drinking games are never real because no one could ever survive <laughs> with all the things. I say we make one that's actually real hmm something that's actually possible like like
1: every time the broncos draft a player you have a
0: drink n- well no <laughs> uh, uh, i'm thinking like every time a quarterback gets drafted too high you take a drink
1: is that everyone or are you so you just... probably
0: get like three on the first night right okay okay um if a running back goes in the first round you take a drink
2: now we're
1: saying take a drink or have a drink like a, a finish your drink no sip?
0: no because you're okay. no we're not trying to kill anyone here we're trying to make <laughs> a, a reasonable drinking game that you can finish without throwing up
1: so there's going to be more rules i imagine what do you mean or else right now we have like five drinks right now you know five yeah. sips of a drink
0: well yeah so kids well, can
1: participate orange juice and yeah, well, you know, soda
0: sure <laughs> <laughs> um what other what other ones that, like aren't aren't going to happen a million different
1: times just, I mean, flat out a receiver. What about an offensive uh, offensive skilled player? In this draft specifically, in the first round. This game doesn't sound any fun. I'm bored. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: <laughs> uh, from Run Phil Run. Hey, Ryan and Zach. First, a few tips on running. One, Ryan, foot cramps all running is the most likely a result of poor running shoes or poor hydration. Zach can tell you I'm never poorly hydrated. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, make sure your shoes are not cutting off circulation and that you are hydrating well, twenty six, twenty four 24 to 36 hours before your run.
2: <laughs> Here I am like,
0: all right, guys, I'm going to run half a mile, <laughs> but in three days, which is why I'm hydrating so much. Right I now. love it. <laughs> um, I actually went like, I, I wanted to run, I wanted to get into it. So I went to Boulder running company mm-hmm. and got like a f- the perfect running shoes for me. They like evaluated me, took videos and everything. It was weird. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, that I had the right shoes. It didn't help.
1: Of course you went to Boulder Running Company. Why wouldn't I? Boulder. Have you been there? Of course. Yeah, it's
0: legendary. <laughs> um, two, he goes, a runner's high is a real thing. I don't think we've ever denied that. <laughs> I first experienced it when I reached the eight-mile mark. While I was mm. running, I felt my body go somewhat numb, and I felt like I could go on for miles. I always feel more energies, energized when I start my day with a
1: brisk four-mile run. Mm, it's, like a, it's like a little tingling feeling. You people are weird. I did a little brisk four-miler today. Did you really? I did. Four and a half.
0: (laughs) Three, the best part about long distance running is carbo loading the night before. (laughs) I usually do my long runs on Sunday, so Saturday night I'll put down a large pizza, a huge bowl of pasta, and maybe a plate of supreme nachos to fuel up for the following day. Is this
1: and or or? Oh, that was or. I thought it was, oh, I actually thought it was and, but I was going to say, oh my goodness. I don't think that's good for you. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out. there. What would be your go-to of those
0: three? If I could have one of those things right now. Yep. Um, the nachos from Blake Street Tavern.
1: Mm, man. Yeah.
0: They're so good. That's hard to beat. Now for football. After spending some time talking to and interacting with Fangio, what do you guys predict his floor and ceiling comparisons as a coach would be? When I thought about this question, two names came to mind. I view his ceiling as Mike Zimmer and his floor as Mike Nolan. I would like to take some time to explain my reasoning, but I am more interested in what you guys have to say on this topic. If you can think of any comps, you could just predict his floor, ceiling, win-loss record, and years he will spend coaching. As always, keep up the good work, and thank you for giving me something to listen to while I run.
1: <laughs> hope, you're on a, hope you're on mile eight, hitting that, mile, that runner's high right now. Um, man... I don't see his floor being that low, just because he's been around the game for so long. What what could he possibly? How could he mess up so many different things? And he's been at a high power too. I mean, he's been defensive coordinator for so long. How could he mess up so many things where he's just a, an out a, a, a complete failure? I have a hard time believing that his floor is very low at all.
0: Yeah, I, I can't think of a comparison for who his floor would be. It's hard to it's hard to really know. Let me ask you this. Who is the best defensive-minded head coach in the league right now? Is it Mike Zimmer? Probably not.
1: Who are some other names? I, don't,
0: I, I mean, Belichick, you never really know what yeah, he he's is. Yeah, he's just an everything guy. Um,
1: I'm trying to think. Who are the great teams right now? Mike Tomlin? Maybe. I mean, he's, he doesn't yeah, really. His
0: defense never really. Uh, I don't, I'm not trying to bring this as a bad thing. I was just going to say, whoever you say is the best defensive-minded head coach in the league, that's probably his ceiling. I think so, too. I think he has a chance to be the best defensive-minded coach in the league. I agree. Completely agree. All right, from Black Cat. Hey, guys, I might be too late on this comment, but I thought I would throw this out there anyway. I think something weird happens in the top nine picks, and Devin White falls to Denver. I just kind of have a feeling that he'll be our guy. Honestly, I would still love to end up with Haskins or Jones, but I think that's a pipe dream. I wanted to claim it just in case I'm
1: right. Hashtag <laughs> Black Cat, I love it. And, yeah, you guys have one week to make your predictions, so make sure you're chiming in. To me, I agree with you, Black Cat. I think something weird happens at five. Whether the Bucks trade out of five, whether they draft a quarterback, whether they draft Quinnen Williams because somehow he falls, I just have a hard time thinking that Devin White's going to fall past the 7, eight, 9. But I do think something weird happens with him. If you're the Bucks, man,
0: you have a lot of holes on that defense, and I just feel like when you're at five, you really have to think a lot more about positional value than you do at ten. And you're not getting great positional value. Now, the the value certainly went up this offseason, but I just want I just think they might go I think they're gonna go Josh Allen.
1: Hmm. That'd be a good pick.
0: Yeah, I mean you're getting the probably the best pass rusher in the draft or best edge rusher in the
1: draft. Above Nick Bosa? Well, yeah, I guess not. I guess for the record, I'm not – maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm not the biggest Nick Bosa guy. I think he's really good. I wouldn't pick him number one overall or number two. I I wouldn't have him be the first non-quarterback pick. Who would be yours, Quinnen?
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Andre calls him the best prospect in the draft.
1: Yeah. I just – and it's not because he decided to sit out – uh, and, and focus on his rehab. I just don't like his attitude, and he just rubbed me the wrong way. Just the way he approached football. It was like a year ago, and uh, he's a he's a great player. I just, something just rubs me the wrong way. It's the punchable face. <laughs> His brother has it too.
0: Uh, From Bobby Boucher, hello, gentlemen. In the past, I have followed the NFL from week one to the Super Bowl, and that was it. You have now converted me to a year-round Broncos junkie with the fantastic off-season content that BSN provides. The thing is, I've actually never watched the NFL draft, and I find myself really excited to do so this year. At the risk of sounding stupid, what is the best way to watch it live? I'm not even sure how it works, so I'm not sure how to ask the question. Is there a time limit for each of the picks? If so, do teams typically use their entire time limit, or is there just a scheduled time for each selection? Assuming it's an all-day event, I can't imagine just sitting in front of the TV just to see 32 selections. I imagine it's 90% downtime or filler and 10% action. Am I right? The thing is, I really want to watch each of the selections live and not read about them after the fact. Help a brother out.
1: Well, Bobby, you tuned in to the perfect draft to watch your first one as a Broncos fan because 10... is probably the best place to be if you kind of want to immerse yourself in the draft, but still enjoy it. Because if you're picking in, in the 20s, I mean, it really starts with 20, maybe even 17. It's It can be long. Unless you know all of these guys and love all of these guys, and you're just an NFL freak, after 10 is the perfect place to be. Because the, the top five, you're going to know everyone. And it's exciting. And then there's some drama from six to nine. And then the Broncos are at 10, so you pick the perfect draft to tune in for your first one.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, it was crazy last year how fast it all happened. Like the sun was still up <laughs> when the Broncos selected Bradley Chubb. Yep. And I remember being like, This is so weird, it's usually like pitch black by the time <laughs> they select. Um it, I like I like the way it fell this year for our from our perspective, because we're going to see a lot of things unfold. Like last year it was just one thing. Yeah. The Browns took Denzel Ward and, and all hell broke loose. This year there's gonna be like three or four twists and turns before we get to the Broncos pick, and that's kind of exciting to me. Um as for the as for how does it work, there is a, a time allotted for each team in the first round, or in all rounds. Um and the first round's the longest. It can be a little bit uh draggy uh with the, with the early selections which i just don't understand i feel like you've you've had enough time to especially with your first round pick you've had enough time to go through every scenario that could possibly happen in front of you and what you would do but i think teams just get like last second buyer's remorse um so yeah it can it can drag on um i believe they're gonna this is the first year or maybe was it last year i think it's on abc this year Okay, Um, for the first time, and then also on NFL Network and also on ESPN. So you have your choice of whoever your favorite pundits are to watch, Um, but it's a it's fun. I think it's a really fun event. On the flip side, Zach, will you be tuning into Game Four of the Mm. Stanley Cup Playoffs tonight? (laughs) The Colorado Avalanche take on the Calgary Flames,
1: or will you be tuning into the two-hour schedule release? Show on NFL Network. The schedule is going to drop at six. I will focus on that, and then I will be gone.
0: Where are you going?
1: I will be gone from the schedule. Oh (laughs) God! You're
0: taking off, (laughs) (laughs) skipping town. (laughs) Um,
1: that's true. I'm not going to watch any of it. (laughs) Sorry in advance. (sighs) I just can't believe how much is made of this because here's the thing: we know who the Broncos are playing. It'd be cooler if we didn't. Oh, a hundred percent. Why do they? Why don't
0: they just make it that way? And the thing is, I guess because
1: there, there's a pattern that's really easy to follow. Right. And when they when they officially announce that, uh, there's no primetime event or anything. Uh, And Bobby, the draft is a primetime event, so it's not all day. It starts at 6 p.m. or something and lasts until 10 or 11.
0: I just can't care about who other teams are playing. That's why I don't. Like, if it right. was a one-hour Broncos schedule release show, I would probably watch it. If it was on like Fox 31 or one of those yep. networks. Yep. Um. I really, really don't care who the Steelers are playing in week two.
1: I'm honestly surprised it's still a big deal, like that they still put it on TV.
0: The NFL is crazy, dude. There are millions of people who are saying, I would rather watch the NFL schedule release than the the NHL playoffs.
1: That's wild.
0: They're missing out big time.
1: And we'll break it down for you guys tomorrow. Just the Broncos. You don't have to worry about who the Jets are playing.
0: I think it's just because the Avs are so hot right now and playing such fun, entertaining hockey. But I was thinking the other day, like, I don't know if I've ever had as much fun watching sports as I have been watching the Avs lately.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you throw the Nuggets who had a fun win, a little scary win last night. But back to back, I mean, it's Nuggets, Avs, Nuggets, Avs every single day this week hockey is such a great sport <laughs> it's so high flying and yeah fast and there's
0: so much action and the, there's so much weight on each and every score yeah it's just well done hockey and i hate <laughs> everyone who tries to like pit the sports together like you've always got nba fans and nhl fans arguing over which one is better it's yep. like just enjoy it all i agree soak it all I in agree. it's all great <laughs> All right, from Tokyo Bronco, he starts by apologizing to Micah Pexa for talking about so much food. <laughs> he says, I, "I, uh, he originally felt like there's too much food talk, but then he found it as a good sidetrack that's keeping his mind off of stressing about who the Broncos will select in the draft. <laughs> he says, I, like true champ fan 24, also have a bad feeling LA's going to go for Jones or maybe even Greer, which is bad because Zach and I both said the same thing <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> What I'm dreading more is the fluff-filled statement that John will give afterward, trying to reassure the fan base that he made the right decision. On the other hand, I'm also hopeful, thinking that maybe Elway could actually be putting the ultimate smokescreen with Flacco, Then we have no idea what's up his sleeve. Zach and Ryan, what kind of crazy scenarios could you see unfolding if, in fact, the Flacco trade was just a smokescreen? Let me just start with a Daniel Jones statement. I have prepared it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If the Broncos select Daniel Jones, I know you're not going to listen to me, but don't freak out. The reason being is this is all guess. Everyone's just guessing. In the end, there is no formula that shows us exactly what creates a successful quarterback in the NFL. There are too many different guys who have succeeded. So, on the surface, would I like it? I really wouldn't. But... On the surface, ask yourself, did you like the Paxton Lynch pick? I bet you a lot of you will say yes. And guess what? It was a flop. And I bet you a lot of Chiefs fans were saying, what the hell are we doing trading up for Patrick Mahomes? And I bet you um, a lot of people didn't like the selection of Aaron Rodgers when in Green Bay. Like, it's not – there's no exact science to it. So we can – use every formula and and use our eyes and tell you what we saw at the Senior Bowl. But in the end, there's no guarantees that Darren Jones be good, no guarantees that he's going to be bad. Same goes for Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, too. So I just want to put that out there. I know you're not going to listen to me, but (laughs) there's no reason
1: to completely bash anything that goes on until we see it on the field. I like that we started the backtracking a week before – the draft, just in case. That means you're thinking about it. It means it could happen. Now, if Flacco is just a smokescreen, I can see the Broncos trading up to five and getting a quarterback because he was a smokescreen the whole time. And it's smart because this whole offseason, the Bucks haven't been able to say, keep rising that price on what you want to trade us for. Keep rising it. It's John comes in when the Bucks are on the clock and says, we'll give you whatever. And the Bucks say, wait, what? And they kind of get caught off guard, and they have five minutes or ten minutes to decide whether, whether they want that trade or not. They can't say, give us more, give us more, give us more. It's very true. Uh, he goes on and says, let me
0: know if either of you ever decide to come to Japan. My apartment is a little too small for overnight guests, but I'm sure we could find you guys a capsule hotel for a great deal. Look those up. Uh, uh, uh. Lastly, one of Japan's most famous and oldest snacks is the Umeboshi. Uh, in English, it's called pickled gum. They're extremely plum. salty and sour, like nothing how um, we Americans think of, oh, pickled plum. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> extremely salty and sour,
1: and nothing like how we Americans think of plums. That is nothing how I would think of a plum. I'm down. <laughs> I'm, yeah, am yeah, definitely That actually sounds pretty good. Sounds interesting.
0: From Threat Level Midnight, a quick thought from Flacco's presser yesterday. I thoroughly enjoyed how he was pressed on how he felt about being traded by the team that drafted him and the way he reacted to it. He didn't throw them under the bus, even though they did him dirty, which likely means regardless of what happens this year, I don't see him throwing teammates under the bus either. To be fair, Keenum did this too, so who knows. I too had questions about the schedule being released tonight. The Broncos asked players some questions about it, and I'll do the same to you guys. Looking for the where slash who for these, thanks. Okay, here we go. Season opener. We said... Bills. You said Bills. I said um, Raiders. And so that also answers my next one, which is first division game.
1: Chargers. Raiders were first last year. Okay. First
0: road game. We both said they open on the road. Yep. Season finale. It's got to be division game. I think they're going to think that it's Chiefs-Chargers, so it'll be Broncos-Raiders. And I'll go with that, too. All right. Easy easy peasy. (laughs) From Bucking Broncos. Hey, now, I tend to like my silver dollar profile pic. It establishes dominance. It's so big. Just kidding. One of your super helpful support people uploaded it for me when y'all were hashing out some bugs on the profile page. Well, we got to fire him.
2: Just
0: <laughs> or her. Uh, I think we're all banking on Bryce Callahan too much. The guy has consistently not been able to produce full seasons. If he can stay healthy, that sure gives John some leverage, but never count your chickens before they hatch. Don't get me wrong, though. I do think the signing will be a great asset. I also saw Flacco's comments from yesterday. I think it's safe to say the guy has some chip on his shoulder right now. Bold prediction. Adam Gatsas will be an all-pro this year. that would be huge. No, he won't.
2: <laughs> um,
0: no disrespect to Adam. It's just, I just, I can't, I really, there's so much competition at <laughs> defensive line. Even if he had the season of his life, he would have to beat out guys like Aaron Donald actually yeah that's true you wouldn't have to beat out aaron Donald. you have to beat out guys like chris jones though right who had what 19 sacks last year or something (laughs) yep that'd be good for the broncos his food question what is your go-to hot sauce easy for me valentina you and brandon have you tried the black label i have the extra extra hot that's brandon's all about the black label
1: i can only do a little bit of that can only dabble a little bit
0: um
1: i go back and forth a lot but go to you have them all in your fridge what's your hand going to you get one
0: franks mm, usually classic. franks yep can't go wrong um i'm kind of burnt out though on all of my favorite hot sauces like i need new ones but i'm afraid to try new ones why are
1: you of all people afraid to try new ones
0: it's it's i don't know different things go with different foods and it took me a lifetime to develop the guide <laughs> to what goes with what and now like, I don't, like the, I don't really like the taste of Cholula anymore. Mm. It tastes weird to me now. Um, I used to really like Tapatio. Don't like the taste of that really much anymore. Frank's is the one that's hung on. And now I'm just putting Frank's on things that Frank shouldn't go on because <laughs> it, it tastes really good to me. Um, there is this one. Oh, I wish I could remember what it's called. It's called Belizean Heat. It's got a black label. With like red fiery letters,
1: mm, it sounds is spicy. so good. It sounds spicy. It's really spicy, <laughs>
0: but it is so good. And I, and I got it in Belize, and I just ha- I keep forgetting I need to oh, order it off legit. Amazon.
1: Yeah. Wow. And really quick on Zachary's point about Bryce Callahan, I mean that's something that shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, the most games Bryce has played in is thirteen, and that was last year. The year before that, twelve. The year before that, eleven. And the year before that, nine. So it's something to keep an eye on, but. They have to count on him now. They're paying $7, $7 million for him this year. So it, at this point, all Ryan and I can do is count on him. From inside line Broncos, do you think the Broncos' running backs
0: will be even better behind the Munchak offensive line? The Steelers have always had good running back stats.
1: You have to, right, Zach? Absolutely. They have to be. And you get they, they got their running back coach back for another year, so that can only help. All right, uh, moving on here from LH Almeida. He says, hey,
0: BSN – oh, it's actually not. It's these, these profile sharers are <laughs> really throwing us off. He says, hey, BSN family, Andre from Mile High Brazil here. First off, if you guys ever decide to do the BSN World Tour, come to Brazil, the doors of my house will for sure always be open for you guys. Plus, Denver Broncos community in Brazil is huge. Our page has 4,500 followers, and we do recommend BSN for all of them for the best content about our Broncos. Ah,
1: thank you. That is too cool. Let's convert more. <laughs>
0: um, I actually looked the other day just what countries uh, visit BSN the most. Number two is Canada. Okay. Um, because of the hockey crazy fans up there. Yep. Um, and then there's just like a hodgepodge of all countries that I just all know our, from those podcasts we got brazil <laughs> australia um sweden yeah it's not just timmy yep. he's got some fellow swedes <laughs> up there um and it it just goes on and on and on i was and one that was cool that's in the top 10 that doesn't have anything to do with this was serbia
1: wow that is the cool. jokic fan that is cool
0: anyways he goes on now to football my feeling is that we'll trade back once la um watches his players going off the board and he does not feel safe anymore as a result of the tradeback, we'll go select the top cornerback, and unfortunately we say goodbye to Chris. It hurts to say, but that's the way I feel. But honestly, I feel better about this than drafting a wide receiver or tight end in the first. Thanks, guys, and go Broncos.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see a tradeback scenario in the first round.
0: I could too. It's not preferable, that's for sure.
1: Especially when Daniel Jones is on the board, but someone else wants a quarterback.
0: Right. Yeah, you could easily go from 10 to 17 with the Redskins. Yep. 15. 15. Yep. Next or one come- 10 to 17 with the Giants.
1: Yes, that's true. Next one from Ubeni Lavi says, "Hey brothers, just trying to get a buzzer beater here." You got it. Yep. Here's There's a multiple buzzer beaters say. there. are. Here's a question. Can you guys talk a little bit more about Quentin Carter and DeMonte Thomas and what their prospective roles could be, assuming they both stay healthy and make the final 53? Are they similar in the box type safeties as Parks and Simmons? In this scenario, they would be the starters. Or could one of them be a single high safety we've been looking for? That Also, that's kind of how I envision Simmons' role. Not so much as an in-the-box guy. Is there a reason he hasn't done too much of that? Thanks much, dudes. Or thank, thanks, my dudes. Hashtag, how the heck can a straw have no holes? It's a great question. <laughs> um, I like how you said
0: Quentin Carter. That's funny because there was, there was a safety named Quentin Carter who also had dreads. <laughs> yep. He thinking of Jamal Carter. Yep. Um, he isn't in the box. Yes. DeMonte is very versatile. He can really play all over the place because he's really fast.
1: And what we saw from him last year against, uh, in the preseason against Washington was he can cover tight ends.
0: Oh yeah, um, Simmons. They've had him everywhere. Um, he, I mean, he's played everywhere from single high to in the box to slot corner. So it'll be interesting to see what where Vic envisions him.
1: Two more buzzer beaters. Quick one coming in from Bad One eighty eight. He says, "Hey guys, buzzer beater." How do they know? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I have been MIA the last two weeks. I was in vacation in Japan, and the time difference had me all behind on dropping comments. But man talk about ramen. I had an authentic bowl of ramen every day I was there, and I think ramen is now forever ruined for me. Ha ha. I'm getting so excited for the draft. I'm really on the trade back team if Devin White is not there. I think that can help us get more depth this year and also stock up for a quarterback run next year as a backup plan. If Flacco doesn't live up to the value Elway has for him since we really haven't made any more signings in free agency after re-signing Kerr and Hireman, are the Broncos just eyeing the draft class and the undrafted free agents to fill the rest of the roster? Or do you guys see a trade or two going down for some offensive line help after the draft? Always boys. Or, as always, your boy, bad one. What do you think? No, draft is it. Draft is it. This is your team, except I, I don't think they're going to trade for for a stud offensive lineman after the draft. In fact, if they're going to, it's going to be draft day when they do that in order to have assets to give up to get them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I can't believe you had ramen every day. I'm so jealous. <laughs> he actually sent us a, uh, a picture. He visited the ramen museum there, and tons of ramen. Unbelievable. What a coincidence. (laughs) Yep. The day after we talked about it. Yep. All right. The last one here,
0: the very final buzzer beater, I believe. Yep. From Bleed Orange Blue. I am a use the
1: remaining milk after the first bowl of
0: cereal guy. Add more milk if needed. (laughs) Your Team Zach. Hashtag Team Zach.
1: And just like that, that was the buzzer beater. Not even trying to be. Not even.
0: All right. That is the last question but before we let you go guys uh, I want to tell you about our friends over at Livewell Livewell Enlightened Health is your go-to dispensary for all of the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products Members of Livewell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-weigh half ounces and $60 pre-weigh ounces every day Livewell has 16 locations across Colorado from the four corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area Visit livewell.com slash BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell, spelled L-I-V, no E, W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you guys tomorrow. It's getting
2: down, waiting up for you,
1: exactly.